Yeah, I got something to drink. I think it's a can of beer. Hey, it's what if, and boy, are we glad you're here. It's the sweary boys making some noise. We putting all that weird shit inside your ears. And yeah, we just making new sounds. I mean, sounders. We just drinking pounders and talking about weird shit with all our weird friends. We gonna do it for an hour before the show ends. So... So let's do it. What's up, man? Greetings. Hi. How how be thee? I haven't rapped on the show in forever, and I feel like for the new listeners who didn't hear like the other 40 times that I rapped on the show, they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? And right for now? the old listeners that hated it the other times you rapped on the they're show? They're going to be like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> they're going to be like, hell no. And I'm going to be like, shh, oh, yeah. shut, your, shut your mouth. Y- y'all are like, hell no. But then mouth. we're like, hell yeah, bro. I still think one of the best ideas we've had that we have not actually done is to use. Oh, good, because we need more of this. No, 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 more no, of no, us talking about fine. shit that we're not actually going to do. Hey, that's fifty percent of what <laughs> the show is. That's one thing the show needs more of. That's fifty percent of what the show is. Get used to it. We've only been doing it for over two years. <laughs> Couple years now. Uh, I still think we should take all of the very short raps and put them on Spotify under our assumed band name, Robot Grandma. Uh, did we ever give an update on the uh, the Robot Grandma play count? So for those of you who didn't listen to the episode, we did an episode uh, many moons ago called What If We Started a Fake Band, where we talked about the music industry and manipulation and a couple criminal cases related to it. And Robot Grandma put out a song called Mall Raps, which we recorded (laughs) at the beginning of that song, or excuse me, at the the beginning of that episode. And we bought 10,000, or excuse me, yeah, 10,000 streams off of one of those pay for play. I think it was Streamify. Okay. And now the track has... 11,539 plays as of the recording of this episode. Which means that 1,539 of you actually listened to the song. And that is fucking (laughs) awesome to me. Which is more than some of my actual songs that are on Spotify. Which which is... I'm not sure how to feel about that. Fucking awesome to me. Is it? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is awesome. You guys are awesome. When you put it like that. Um, I think we need to just... We need to do follow-ups. We need to we need to take all those little fifteen second clips of you pounding on the drums and me freestyling and just buy ten thousand well, streams then, for all of them. Well, fucking do it, bruv. We got to go back through all the old episodes and listen Can't to the intro. Hold you back and see which ones I done did rapped on. Would one of you do that for me? That'd be so great. If someone could hey, send I have us this great idea, but like I'm too lazy to do there's it. There's just more of you uh, than there is me. Somebody do it for me. We need a we need a running list of all the episodes. Where we wrapped an intro at the beginning. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Hi at whatifpodcast.com, <laughs> 612-246-4614. Someone's going to hold it for ransom again like Hawk did for the band names list and be like, call me up if you want that shit. We haven't played any voicemails in a minute. Do you Spe- want to play a couple? Speaking of motherfuckers calling in and holding shit for ransom. Yes, let's play. That's pl- a yes? Okay. And, and speaking of giving people our phone number, yeah, uh, you can call and leave us a voicemail. Sometimes listeners do and hear sometimes what they say. Uh, wait for it. You got it. Wait for it. I believe in you. I don't know if I do got it. What the fuck just happened? What'd you do? I don't know. I tried to. I tried to play the fucking Spencer blacked out. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, let's try this. Yo, what? 
Okay, first of all, this is Rhiannon. I am from the Seattle area. Bye. I just recently became a patron, so, you know, whatever. Ooh. Um, I've been listening to you guys for, like, two years now, I think. Sick. But anyways, I just felt prompted to call you because I'm driving down the road, and a hawk flew in front of my car, and I had to slam on my brakes. And I'm on, like, a country road. It was beautiful, but all I have to say... I needed to call you because I audibly said, damn, that boy's big. And I just feel like you need to know that you have um, a very powerful influence over my life now. Um, yeah. Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you guys are fucking awesome. Bye. Yeah, that boy, bitch. Okay, I have three very quick things. Uh, one thing before that. Yes. I don't know if we originally stated this uh, when we first pulled the... Uh, yeah, that boy, bitch. Do you know who that actually is? No. That's Lonzo Ball. What? No, it's not. Yes, it is. I thought it was like one of the Lakers trainers. Somebody posted that as a as shot a at Lon- as a shot at Lonzo Ball. <laughs> oh, but he looks so small in the well, video. It's because he's standing next to JaVel McGee, who, uh, as we know, yeah, is that boy big. That boy big. Oh man. Okay, your three points about that voicemail. That's significantly more awesome now yes. that I know that that's yes, Lonzo Ball. R.I.P. Uh, R- Lonzo Ball, JaVel McGee bromance. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one, shout out to you, Rhiannon. Uh, thank you for joining the Patreon. For those that don't know, you can get an extra episode every week, plus access to our back catalog of 70 episodes on the Patreon at patreon.com. Thank you for supporting the show, Rhiannon. Oh, you look so ready to hit a button. I'm I, just waiting. I, I got two new ones, and I'm, I'm trying to make sure that he, they... He's like, if he says this one yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. buzzword... Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't All ruin right. it for the listeners. They can't see me. Uh, number two... Based on you calling us, especially giving me the John Cena hand right now. I can't they see you. <laughs> um, because you're calling us and leaving us that voicemail, Rhiannon. Uh, number two, glad you're okay and that this bird uh, did not actually cause injury or uh, to, to you or your vehicle. Now, point number three. While I am so glad that we have indoctrinated you enough over the past two years for you to scream our sounders at wildlife when they interrupt your driving, what I would say is you should probably focus your energy on other portions of evasive driving maneuvers than screaming things from our show. I'm glad that that was what popped in your head, but I also feel like save that energy for getting the fuck out of the way of that big-ass bird. Siri, call police. (laughs) Siri, that bird... Damn that bird big. Call the police. Uh, um, you want another one? Phenomenal voicemail. Thanks for calling, Rhiannon. Thanks for supporting the show. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, you guys. Uh, I've called before, but Google has fucked up my name, so I'm not even going to bother saying it. But I needed you to know that when Ryan was talking about the things that make you stronger, the things that frustrate you make you stronger, mm. uh, I really felt that today because my washer fucking flooded my second floor, and oh, that's what I needed to no. hear. So thank you. Love you. Trash. Bye. So trash. Oh, that's so trash. Person who didn't want to leave their name, which is totally okay. Did she say her washer flooded her second floor? Yeah, which means that the washer's on the, at least the second, possibly third floor. How big is your house? Oh, I see what you're saying. Don't. <laughs> God damn it. I fucking knew you were. God damn it. Um, uh, my guess is it means it overflowed on the second floor of the house and overflowed the house. Well, at least it didn't flood your first floor then in that case. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. Your second floor is above your first floor, which means if it's coming down, it's coming down. 
Yes. Um, that is trash. So trash. And we're very sorry. Hopefully we'll make you laugh one time in this episode and that will in an infinitesimal way sedate the pain of that incident. Um, let's see. One more. Fuck you, yeah, you why not? We got right. it. We've gotten a grip and we haven't played them in a while, so let's do it. Google thinks that the word chupacabra is in this one, so let's listen to I it. I bet it is. Hello? I just finished listening to the chupacabra episode. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Amber uh, uh, calling again. Hi, Amber. Amber from Albuquerque, now living in Pennsylvania. Anyway, chupacabra. Tight. Here's my hypothesis. Two words. Slum Island. And I'm pretty sure you guys know all about Plum Island. If you don't, you may want to, like, you know, make it a topic. If you were in an episode about it and I have you to listen to it, I apologize in advance. But also, thank you for teaching me a new word. I love English. And you guys were talking about for Mancho. Is that how you say it? For Mancho? For Mancho. It's like where you For Mancho. Two words into a new word, Sick. which I do all the time, and it's so much fun. So, for example, when I did live in Albuquerque, I called it Amber Kirky. Fuck uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, same thing when it's my birthday. I don't have a, it's not my like birthday. It's your Amber's it's day. My, Amber birthday. Fuck yeah, nailed it. Uh, Amber, oh, Amber yeah, birthday. bro. Anyways, uh, love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I love it. That's a word that I learned at like 31. <laughs> Portmanteau? Yeah, because I did dumb shit like that all the time too. <laughs> and my wife was like, hey, look. The whole Portmanteau thing's got to stop. And I was like, what is that though? I don't even know what you're telling me to stop <laughs> doing right now because I don't know the word for the thing that I do. Yep. Fuck yeah, Amber. That's Those two are fucking dumb. That's a fucking phenomenal uh, voicemail as well. This was a good VM session, man. Damn. No dudes. Uh, no that, dudes in the voicemail. And that's great. You know what it was? It was it's because we like we said, look, we've gotten a bunch of dudes in a row, and and y'all stepped it up, ladies. No, thank y'all for calling. Like we said, it's 612-246-4614. If you ever want to call, leave us a voicemail, talk shit, tell a joke, tell us a story, suggest an episode. Also, did she say Plum Island? Okay, I so heard Plum Island. I thought I did too, and I don't know what that is. If that is what she said, uh, Google transla- translated it as Long Island, which maybe is if that's what she was saying. Maybe she's talking about the uh, the Montauk stuff. Is that possible? Um. I just went to the Plum Island Wikipedia page. Oh, that's that's a real thing that neither of us knew about. In popular culture, uh, it says Plum Island is the title and focus of one episode of the television series Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura, which makes me think she was probably talking about <laughs> Plum Island. I realize that's Ric Flair, but that was just how excited I got no. about somebody recommending that show to us and then me remembering that that show exists and I've never watched any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, looks like we're doing a mm. 15 episode series where we deconstruct Oops, I need to buy more weed <laughs> We deconstruct consecutive <laughs> episodes of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura mm. um, Yeah, I don't uh, Plum Island is a location of a deadly government conspiracy in the 2014 novel The Montauk Monster by Hunter Shea Oh yeah, okay, so they are related 
Plum sort Island of. is the location of the U.S. government's main research facility trying to stop the hemorrhage virus and the post-apocalyptic extinction cycle series by Nicholas Sansbury Smith. Wait, I already forgot. What was she saying is an explanation? That's an explanation for? What? She said, <laughs> I have two words to explain. Oh, Chupacabra. Oh, right. Okay. I think yeah, she's yeah, yeah, implying yeah. that Chupacabra is a derivative from it's, the experimentation, et cetera, that has occurred. Right, because there was that Montauk monster thing that washed up on the beach a few years ago. Remember yeah, but that what's thing? the difference between, is is Montauk on Plum Island? Is that the is that what's going on here? Well, I don't know. You're, I haven't read anything about Plum Island. I didn't know it existed until a moment ago. Well. But that Wikipedia entry you just read said something about Montauk and experiments and whatnot. That was just that was just Plum Island in popular culture, and that it, that book, that novel, uses Plum Island as one of the locations inside of it. Is all. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll Hang on, to... I'm gonna. That's the that's the only reference to Montauk on in the entire Plum Island article. So I feel I like see. that's. Well, we can do our research not live on the podcast. Oh, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Plum Island <laughs> or, Animal or Disease. The site. The island is the site of the Plum Island Animal Disease Center, which was established by the U.S. Department of Agriculture in 1954. So I think that's what she's maybe saying. They got like, some, some fucked up animals hanging out there. They're doing weird shit to animals on Plum and Island. One of them is a chupacabra. I don't feel like that would be a very fun episode. That sounds sad as shit. A fucking chupacabra. A fucking chupacabra. <laughs> Trash. So trash. Boy, so trash. Um, do you think when I hit this one, we're going to create a bad time for people listening on their iPhones? Siri, call police. You're saying are people not going to hear call the police in full? No, uh, I'm saying are people's phones going to start dialing the police? Oh, boy, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Damn, what happens if you say to your phone, Sonny, Siri, call the police? Well, you want to find out? If you, hey, you can do it on your phone. I'm not trying to get a... Hey, Siri. Dude, she's for sure going to call that Oh, no, I turned that thing off. I don't understand. I think off. <laughs> but I could search the web for it. Call the police. Calling emergency... Oh, oh shit, up, yeah, it does up, it. Up, it does up, it, it does up, it, it does up, it. Up, okay. Up. Not gonna, maybe not going to push that button anymore. Uh, well... Call, it said calling emergency services in three, two, and then there was a cancel button, which I smashed. Oh, and then boy. She, and then she said, okay. Oh, boy. All right. Um, well... <laughs> sorry if we already created problems for you guys. Um, I won't hit that button anymore. God damn, we're dumb. <laughs> well, oh. sorry, guys. If anyone was listening on their phone and Siri called the police... Uh, I guess we'll hear about Ooh, it on the contact information it, that we just gave you. <laughs> oh, I did just say, mm, yeah, I'm All not right. going to say what I just well, said. That Never button's mind. been deleted. Well, anyway, this let's week talk, on the What If Podcast. Let's talk about aliens, huh? The Sweary Boys. <laughs> sweary Boys create Get our chaos. entire fan base arrested. <laughs> Sorry, friends. <sighs> Those two are fucking dumb. Preach. Um, we are talking... Talking aliens. January 20th, 1996. Dun, dun, dun. We're in Varginia. I'm going with Varginia, Varginia by the way. Varginia, uh, I think, is about as right as we're going to okay. get. Brazil. Brazil. And NORAD. Oh, this is all. This is one of those episodes where there's just a big old, allegedly, 
around everything. Yeah, this is a super fun story, and there's proof of literally none of it. Correct. I can't confirm well, any almost anything that we're going to talk about for the next 45 minutes or so. Actually, I want to I want to take that back only slightly. The proof, the varying degrees of proof that we have talked about on the show, uh, have gone all the way to like someone wrote about it in a book, so it's true. This one, not so it's true. We're not saying it's true. We're saying they're saying it's true by writing about it in a book. What I'm saying is this story, we do have interviews with eyewitnesses from it, which you can, well, we'll talk about later. But I will say that's better than a lot of the shit that we've talked about. But also there's a massive allegedly around a lot of this. Yes. It's also one that I think has taken on a life of its own since the original story was told. And then the all good nonsense does. Yes, the gaps have been filled in in very fabulous ways. All right, so with that said, on January 20th, 1996, NORAD, which is the North American Aerospace Defense Command, I'm not sure how they got that acronym, but that's okay. Nor- <laughs> that should be NADC. NADS. Uh, contacted their Brazilian counterpart, which is the Integrated Center for Air Defense and Air Traffic Control. Is this of this... Go. To tell them that they had spotted something in the air in the vicinity of Varginia. The way that I read it, for what it's worth, and again, we're going to probably do this back and forth because Spencer and I did research at different places. Because it's all probably made up. Yeah, and, go ahead. And there's a bunch of different <laughs> versions of even the, the, uh, the small details. The version of it I heard was that NORAD, with uh, their satellite arrays that are constantly circling the planet, had observed something breaking through Earth's atmosphere. Oh, that's much more. It was on a trajectory to land in oh, central Brazil. Oh, that's a better version. We'll go with that one. Okay. That's much more ominous. Um, <laughs> and they were like, hey, FYI, something's headed your way. You guys should uh, be prepared. The specifics of this evening are hard to find and way harder to confirm. But the the basic idea is that there were multiple UFO reports. People saw lights in the sky. People saw things flying around. There's... Video of at least one of these. Yes. And again, more evidence than most shit that we talk about. Uh, I'm just I saying. I don't know about most. More evidence than some of the things we talk about. All it's right. better than that rooster story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we get So we get multiple UFO reports. Uh, some places said up to 100 UFO reports that night. Oh, dang. Um, reports of a fire or some sort of possible crash site in the forest. And most interestingly, reports of a non-human, non-animal creature running about the town. <laughs> hey <Hey-o! laughs> <laughs> um, Do we? Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the the like the primary UFO sighting? Sure, that sounds like a, as good a spot as any. Um. So, Oralina and. Eurico de Freitas. Uh, what? You make it trash. So trash. Are you calling them trash? We don't even know what <laughs> no, they're saying. That was for your accent. Oh, I was trying. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna try anymore. <laughs> Keep going. Um, sorry. They own a farm in Varginha, and uh, we know it's well. I don't know if it's 
uh, only a cattle farm. I think it's a cattle farm, maybe plus some other livestock. Plus some aliens. They, <laughs> plus some aliens. <laughs> Chupacabra too. They wake up in the middle of the night because they can actually hear their cattle restless, kind of making noise and stomping about. Getting abducted. <laughs> floating up through the sky. Having their tongues cut out with lasers. No, so they go to the window and they look outside and they report seeing a cigar-shaped object with a white plume hovering over their field, which they believed was what was a, uh, perturbing their cattle, if you will. Ooh. And uh, it was making no noise. I don't know how it could have a plume if it was hovering. Like They didn't say that it was moving quickly in one direction, so I don't know if it was like ejecting smoke or something like that. But All I know is that plume is like a top five English word for me. Just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the sound. It's fun to say. It's fun to hear. You don't get to use it very often. It's like a, a little special treat whenever you hear it in the mm. wild. Tr- he trick or treating for words over mm-hmm. there. Look at you. That's mm-hmm. fucking adorable. Thanks. Uh, an adorable man. <laughs> an adorable man. Um, but but yeah, uh, they they reported this not initially. So we're we're kind of going like sequence of events here, not sequence of reports. Yes. So there were UFOs seen on the evening of. January 20th, 1996. Yeah, and the, and we do have, um, well, not us. I mean, we had the audio, but we're not going to play you guys Portuguese audio because that's not entirely helpful to anyone except for our Portuguese-speaking audience. Yeah, there might audience. be a couple of you that could understand what's happening, Yeah, but we are not amongst those We are people. not. Uh, but Oralina and Eureka have been interviewed uh, and talked about what they saw that night with the, the UFO flying over their cattle fields. Um, so that was reported in the middle of the night. I read everything from 2 in the morning to 4 in the morning on January 20th. Yeah. Um, I've seen that the, the alleged NORAD contact happened around midnight. Yeah. And most of these sightings happened somewhere between midnight in the morning, midnight and 4 a.m. ish. Got it. All right. Well, that tracks timeline. Sure. If you will, I'm uh, just trying. I'm trying to help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna need all the help they can get. There was also allegedly a fire department crew and military crew that was sent out to respond to reports of a fire slash maybe downed aircraft of some kind. Yes, I did learn an interesting f- fact about one of the one of the things that they talk about. Uh, it's like, oh, if there was both firefighters and military there, there had to have been like a reason that military was on the premises. But what I didn't know is that Brazil's military is also their firefighters. So oh. like the police is part of the military, the firefighters are part of the military, and the military is part of the military. <laughs> you don't say. So it's like they have like army, navy, That's... fire, police as all divisions of their military. Huh. That's the way I understood it. So, and like I, I saw so maybe that's how it always works. This is not uncommon, is what you're saying? Yeah, like like even on the um, I, I saw footage of. But even wh- then, why why would you send both? What do you mean? Even if, as you're saying, perhaps the fire department is a like a branch of the military. They're not saying there were just fire trucks there, and. The fire department is part of the military. They're saying there were fire trucks and there were military vehicles. Well, so the way that I was sort of interpreting it was, um, you know how like 
firefighters are sometimes paramedics when they're the closest ones to whatever. Yeah. I was also, I was seeing it as like maybe because there was a military base that was only like 16 kilometers away from uh, Virginia. So I was like, maybe if there was trucks in the area, maybe their military are trained in both fire and whatever. Or, or if, if you don't know what you're actually responding to. Right. Maybe you just send those guys because As you're like, like, look. General emergency services. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, okay. you know, maybe you're, maybe you need to kind of put somebody on a stretcher or give somebody resuscitation or something like that. Well, instead they found and captured an alien. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Fuck me then, I guess. The alien was allegedly bipedal, about five feet tall, with a very large head and very thin body, V-shaped mm. feet. I don't exactly know. I'm assuming that means like two big like lobster claw looking toes. Two, two big toes. Yeah. Um, brown yeah. skin and large red eyes. They were also apparently extremely stinky. It's <laughs> Stinkiest. The brownest, stinkiest aliens. It's gross. Mm-hmm. And they gross. smelled like ammonia. Real bad. Gross. Um, Ammonia's bad for you. Don't smell it. Yeah, I'm not sure I know what that smells like. You never smelled ammonia before? I don't know. Where where would one encounter ammonia? I know um, it's like used in cleaning products sometimes. Yeah, that's like my primary experience with it. We also, I feel is like- Is it our, bad for you on its own or isn't it only if it's like combined with other things? Like, I think it's bad for you on its own and- Why would it be in Concentrated doses. Well, I mean- Like bad for same, you as in you shouldn't huff it? Or? Same, yeah, it's the same reason you're not supposed to like drink 409, you know, like- Well, yeah. <laughs> there's bad stuff in the stuff that we used to clean with all over the place. Okay. Why'd you point it out then? What do you mean? <laughs> it just seems like a, a very... Whatever. Um, <laughs> they stunk, and they were aliens, <laughs> and they got captured, allegedly, by the military slash fire department folks who were on the scene. Yeah. And they threw them in a box. They put them in a net, and they put them in a box, because this is a, a Looney Tunes tar- cartoon, I guess. Yeah, what the... Also... <laughs> In the reports, it's a one meter by one meter box. I'm like, well, what? Why? But it's a five foot tall alien. Yeah, so they squished him up real small, and then or they put him in. The, the, yeah, he's a little bit a little cramped. He got to sit down. Yeah, they told him to like sit down cross legged and sit. put Stay. his put his head in his bark. <laughs> bark. Get in the box, <laughs> alien dog man. Um. They then took this alien gentleman to a local hospital. Hey, alien gentleman. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't assume the alien's gender. Put it on the list? Uh, yeah, sure. This alien... Alien? Being? <laughs> alien dude. To a hospital. And I, I love this story. And this story makes no fucking sense at the same time. They took him to the hospital... Because it needed medical attention, and it was apparently injured. Well, he crashed, bud. But then why'd you cram it into a, th- a three-by-three-foot crate? Because cause he looks he looks like he's scary. Like, did they have to contain the, the stink? Well, that honestly might have been was part of it. Was he stinking because he was leaking, or do they always stink? Uh, that's an important question, actually. Mm, thanks. <laughs> it was like... And maybe they didn't want to get the alien blood all over them, too. Like, they don't know, well, you know, maybe if you touch the alien, you're going to die. Well. I'm saying. 
Foreshadowing. Jeez. Thanks. I'm good at storytelling. What's up? <laughs> they took him to the hospital, and he, it, they, she, was accompanied by a military person. Soldier, mm-hmm. I guess, is probably the right word in this case. Sure. Who claims to have not only accompanied the alien to the hospital, but stood guard while the alien was operated on at the hospital? Yeah. The the version of it I heard was um, not the, the military personnel who allegedly, anonymously, uh, reported their experience after the fact said that they couldn't tell whether or not the alien was being operated on to be saved. I have, I have a direct, allegedly direct quote, if you'd like that. Or whether or not they were uh, having an autopsy done on them. Go ahead. So this is, uh, there's a sci-fi documentary that's available, like sci-fi channel. Hell yeah, I watched some of that. Okay, great. Uh, I want to talk about the dwarf guy later. Um, it's available on YouTube and, and whatnot. And... They have audio, which they claim is uh, a recording of a phone call with this soldier who saw this alien firsthand and accompanied it to the hospital. And he said, at first, I wasn't sure if it was alive or dead. I stood guard while the doctor performed all kinds of tests. I don't know if it was an autopsy or they were trying to save its life. And then separate quote, it smelled terrible. Yeah. <laughs> trash. So trash. I did see uh, in one of the YouTube comments for that documentary, somebody was like, man, that dude's speaking Portuguese from like Portugal, not from Brazil. That's probably just an actor they paid who... Wait, which dude? The the That quote that you're saying was like from a audio recording, from a phone recording. Did you see... Oh, I thought it was in English. Was, am I just not remembering that right? Was I just reading subtitles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> my, he, my memory's really good. Yes. Yeah, no, it was in Portuguese and they were translating it. Got it. So they were yeah, saying that- like, I mean, it didn't sound legit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. For a variety of reasons. Um, it sounded like audio that had been recorded- not on a phone and then made to sound like it like was, it on, was a phone. on a phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting anecdote. It seems like bullshit. So AJ Gavard or however you say that dude's name. I don't know who you're talking about. The, uh, the older Brazilian dude who's in that documentary. Oh yeah. The yeah. Not Nick Pope, not Linda Moulton Howe guy. Hey, yo. he was at contact in the desert presenting on this case. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was, uh, I had, he had heard glasses, of- right? Yeah. yeah. I'd heard of this case before, and then Poitras and I watched his presentation on it at Contact, oh. and I was reminded of just how fucking wild it is. Sick. Yeah. And now we're here. Yes. Uh, okay, so we've got a UFO sighted by NORAD and maybe up to 100 Brazilian folks. A crash from which an alien is recovered and brought to the hospital. Tests are performed on the alien at the hospital, and the alien dies. Uh-oh. Soldier guy says he watches the doctors pronounce it dead and give a time of death at the hospital while he's standing guard. Can I can I just go off on like a slight tangent real quick? Uh, Yeah, sure. Not tangent. 
Now go ahead. Whatever just, you need to do. Okay. Whenever these stories come up, I'm always fascinated. <laughs> you know, these alien these uh, recovery alien autopsy. Visitation yeah, stories. Sure. yeah, these ones. The the thing that I'm always fascinated by is our willingness as a species to believe that an intelligent life form developed somewhere far, far across the galaxy beyond the reach of all of our telescopes or modern technology, even in 1996, mm-hmm. breathes oxygen like humans do. And that when they get out of their alien craft, they're just like doing their thing. And that if we were to put them on a table in front of like fucking human doctors, that they would even remotely be able to a do anything to help it or B be able to quote, pronounce it dead. Like under were you looking for a heartbeat? So how do we even, why, how could we even possibly presume that these creatures would have the same type of biology that we have? I'm with you. And in this case, I actually have a decent counterpoint. I don't believe you, but I'll listen. Okay. So <laughs> Roger Lear is one of the people who has, who have investigated this case over the years. Okay. I think he is now deceased, but he went to Brazil in the early 2000s to investigate this case and specifically to interview someone who claims to have been the doctor who worked on this alien. Damn, that's cool. And he released this, uh, like a transcript of his interview with this doctor in UFO magazine, which is a Brazilian publication, um, Created by, or at least edited by, A.J. Gravard. Okay, got it. So in that interview, again, allegedly, the doctor um, said that the body presented injuries of different kinds and grades. He said that he was urgently called by military staff responsible for keeping the creature. Cool. And described being astonished by something he had never seen or heard reported before. Huh. Um, his description of the appearance of the creature is the same as many other descriptions. So the whole five feet tall, arms, legs, big head, red eyes, stinky thing. Yep. Um, he said it was definitely alive when it came into the hospital. Ooh. But he also said that he could not understand the physiological constitution of the body he was examining even though it was an anthropomorphic being with a head, trunk, and limbs. He didn't hear it make any sound. Um, And he said, oh, he had seen its slow movements, which led him to believe that it was a lot, like it was moving a little bit on the table. Okay. Which is how he decided it was probably alive, but refused to say if it was breathing. So basically you, if you believe this third-hand information from an anonymous source. <laughs> yes. Um, the doctor did not know what to do with this thing, nor could he identify how this thing was functioning. Got it. And it didn't appear to be functioning in the ways that a human being functions in terms of respiration and pumping blood and whatnot, even though its appearance was somewhat similar in terms of you know being... Two legs, two arms, head, body type of thing. So pronounced dead is really just a substitute for like unresponsive, like stopped moving. Yeah. That's it. 
I, yes. I mean, it, it can't flatline well, if the doctor can't even understand its f- like physiology as a being. And also, it might have just been like a group of doctors saying, "Well, uh, we don't know what else to do. This thing isn't moving anymore. It's. I must guess be we're done. gonna call it. Yeah. yeah, we're done now. Yeah. Um, pronounced dead. I mean, who knows? That could just be like an inference on be on the the part of the soldier who was observing this. Well, sure. also everyone involved was probably if this really happened was probably losing their fucking minds because they're in a room with an alien being. Valid. Um, Valid. We should probably take a quick break to read an advertisement. Oh, y'all. <laughs> guess what? We've got ourselves a sponsor for this week's episode of the What If Podcast. Spencer, fuck with me, I'm grown now. Are we grown now? We're Is it official? I, I, I think that's about as officially grown as we can get. Are we big people? Somebody paid us money to talk about brown stinky aliens. Uh, they did not. They did not. Pay. I mean, they did though. They didn't know they were doing it, but they did. <sighs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. What they actually paid us to really talk about, though, is Stitcher Premium. Uh, If you are a podcast listener, and based on the fact that you're hearing me say this with my mouth right now, you are a podcast listener, we want to tell you about some fucking sweet podcasts that are available to you on Stitcher Premium. Plus, we have a pretty sick deal for you. Uh, If you want true crime, there's true crime, true True Crime Garage off the record, uh, which is the most recent project from the True Crime Garage hosts, Nick and the Captain. Uh, Each week, they revisit haunting cases they've covered to date. Uh, It's a compilation of hidden treasure and a chance to dive deeper, discuss new theories, and get updates from favorite episodes of True Crime Garage. I don't Uh, think this is in our copy, but... Go ahead. I've been listening to... So I used the code that they sent us, and I signed up for... Stitcher Premium. Hell yeah. And I've been listening to Extraterrestrial by uh, Parcast Network. Ooh. And it's pretty lit. Is it lit? And they just did a two-parter on the Anunnaki. Oh. Which is very lit. Oh, shit. That sounds very lit. They take like a very, uh, let's find all the information we can about this weird-ass topic and present it like it's all real. And then at the end, rate it on a believability scale from one to ten. Oh, dope. And so far, I've never heard anything that's gotten more than a three. <laughs> I feel like we could adopt something like that, but I feel like we would just be like zero, zero, one, Ten. zero, zero, Ten. one. <laughs> I believe it all. Um, the Stitcher Premium also has this man, this amazing show from Chris Gethard called uh, "Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People," where he opens up his phone line and he can't hang up first, no matter what. Which that show, I gotta actually do the Stitcher Premium and sign up for it because I fucking really want to hear that. If you want to sign up for Stitcher Premium. Go do it and use the promo code WHAT to get one three one free month of Stitcher Premium on us. Yeah, just go to stitcherpremium.com. Like Spencer said, use the promo code WHAT, W-H-A-T, WHAT. And uh, yeah, you get a full free month. You can check out those shows that we talked about. You can check out our show on Stitcher Premium. Uh, and it helps us out. It helps uh, it helps support the show if you guys go sign up and, and give it a check. So uh, please do that. And uh, we appreciate you for doing it. Go check out stitcherpremium.com. Again, enter promo code WHAT for a free month. Listen, you e bastards. All right. So we got a dead alien on a table. We've got UFOs crashing. We've got military and fire people and doctors and little kids responding to shit. It's getting dicey out here, bud. Well, it's about to get dicier. We also have a second alien. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <gasps> Later. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> 
God damn. <laughs> Later on that same day, January 20th, there were three girls, Lillian, Fatima, Valkyr, Fatima, and Andrande Xavier, uh, who were on their way home and taking a shortcut through a wooded area when they came across a second creature. Are we to presume that uh, creature number one died overnight? I guess like, I don't know the timing. Um, if this thing crashed in the in the wee hours of the morning, uh, it sounds like it was taken to the hospital pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess I don't know how long it was there being operated and tested upon before it perished. Me neither. Before it crossed over before it went back home. But a second one was found later that same day. Okay. And these three girls did not necessarily say that it was an alien. They actually said that they had seen a, quote, devil. I mean... But described something very similar, about five feet tall, brown, leathery skin. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but these things apparently have claw hands. Yeah, very sharp claw hands. That's fucked up. Extremely sharp claw hands. Extremely fucked up. Extremely fucked up. Um, about five feet tall, leathery. They also described it being rather stinky. Red eyes and three horn-like protrusions on its old skull piece. Yeah, and the protrusions are often depicted in artwork as more like ridges. Like they kind of look like Shane Battier, if you know who Shane Battier is. I, I feel pretty well versed in all things early 2000s NBA, and I'm not sure what that reference means. Shane Battier's head wrinkles? You got like a wrinkly head? You don't know Shane Battier's head? He got. Shane Battier looks horns? like he's got cornrows made of his own skin. Ooh. No, I've never, I've never noticed this. Carry on. I'll find <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know if I can now. Um, so they go home and they tell, I, I think two of these girls were sisters. They go home and they tell their mom about this thing that they just saw. And she accompanies them back to the spot where they saw this thing. And the four of them, upon return, see footprints and smell the same strong scent of ammonia that was reported at the alleged crash site earlier. Oh. No, I don't see. He's just got like, he's, that's not the same thing at all. This was like, this was like goat horns, but like running. No, I, Perpen- I, or parallel to the to the head. I know. I'm just saying Shane Battier has head grooves I, I that are he's like... he's got a little... Yeah, he's got some wrinkles He's to got him. some head grooves. Um, I didn't know that they had seen footprints. That was not something that I encountered. I mean, you know, we're pulling stuff from like... Everywhere. UFOcasebook.org. And she, like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. None of this is exactly reputable, but someone wrote it down on the internet once. And, and not, I mean... To, to, I guess, lend slightly some credibility back to the story. There are three women who have been interviewed multiple times since this happened today to, to this date who have a maintained their story that they saw something inhuman. They, there is an official story that I guess we can talk about now where the government said that, um, there was a, like a vagrant who was potentially mud covered in the area. And that was what they thought the girls saw. So in this sci-fi documentary, which did you watch this thing? Uh, not all of it, but I watched like significant chunks of it. So they have someone on camera 
giving an interview who is a, a representative of this uh, military base near Virginia who's trying to explain away these this stories. Whole, Basically, this whole like, section of stories too, right? Like not just... All, everything, yeah, yeah. Just saying like this is a series of misunderstandings and coincidences that then over the years has gotten blown out of proportion to He's be this... the everything's cr- fine guy. Yeah. Everything's fine. Exactly. So he starts out by saying the presence of the, the military vehicles, like, yes, we had trucks in Varginia that night. Uh, they were there for maintenance. It was, we don't have the ability to service these vehicles on our base, so we send them into town occasionally to be worked on. Which... Okay, reasonable, yeah. I guess. Possible, at least. Yeah. Uh, He then takes a huge leap and says that the reports of the alien creature at the hospital that night are actually a misidentification of a dwarf couple expecting a baby. Which is just about as offensive as it gets. It's maybe, not maybe, it is definitely... The worst explanation for any unexplained event I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like it doesn't even n- begin it doesn't even begin to try to explain anything remotely covered in the actual like hey we think this happened. Well, first of all, I think exactly zero people have ever confused a dwarf for an alien or vice versa. Yeah. It's just a person, but a little bit smaller. Yeah. They don't have red eyes. They don't have claws. They don't not, have grooved horned heads. They don't have like literally brown none skin. Of the, none of the descriptions yeah. align. It's, it's goofy. Secondly, why, why pregnant? Like, how does that factor into any of it? No idea. I guess no my- one, no one described this being having like, a large belly or anything no, like no, I, nothing my understanding was that detail was that's why the military rushed them to a hospital the military accompanies pregnant couples to the hospital i don't know man i heard a story that there was uh there was like rain and like a storm happening and that they were having a hard time traveling and so military accompanies couples to the hospital if it's wet out i mean <laughs> like, it's like a, none of it makes any sense why it's a remote Town, I don't. I, dude, I don't. I don't, I don't know. think it is that small. Barginia? Yeah, I don't think it's that big either. I mean, I think we're talking like close to a hundred thousand people. It's not a, a tiny village or I'm anything. Not, look, I'm not defending it, bro. I'm just saying. Just, I, well, my next point was it doesn't that doesn't do anything to explain why there would have been a military presence at the hospital. No, the military does not accompany the, pregnant people to the hospital. The only way, the only way it could is going back to my earlier point of if their military is sort of a combo force of we do police, we do fire, we do medic stuff, whatever. Maybe uh, I'm just saying. Imagine a world in which someone called an ambulance. Trash. So trash. Someone called an ambulance. The military was closer. They were like, "Fuck it, get in the truck. We're close by," trash. and they drove them to the hospital. So trash. That's not that's not entirely impossible to me. Okay. I guess maybe that still doesn't explain any of this. Well, 0% of this is explained by that. Yeah, if again though, like you're saying that those details don't explain the details that we do not necessarily believe are even remotely true. 
But then why why is he giving an explanation as if those details are correct? That's the part that is confusing to me. Like, why not say no? Those things didn't happen. Because I'm what I'm imagining happened was he's saying there was a conflation of multiple different events that occurred throughout the night. Somebody's- That's a completely unreasonable confla- conflating of events, though. No one would make that mistake. Well, right, but that's but what you're saying is what you're implying is that it is a mistake. What I'm implying is that a dwarven couple who had was expecting a baby was rushed to the hospital that night and a bunch of people made up a story that said the military took an alien to the hospital and he was like, "No, dude, there was somebody who was pregnant and we were we were like delivering the baby." I just don't why would anyone make up that story? That doesn't make any sense. Why would anyone even know well, that that was happening? Why? What was happening? That a couple was going to the hospital to have a baby. That's not noteworthy. That happens mm, thousands of times every day. But I'm saying nobody made that story up. He's saying people saw the military rushing something to the hospital, and he's going, yeah, we took a woman to the hospital who was having a baby, and everyone else in the in the context of all of the stories that hit the paper about the girls seeing this alien or demon or whatever it was the next day. you never get to the point of those stories being reported if that's really all it was. I don't believe that all this shit happened in Varginia with aliens running around. I also a hundred percent believe like you do. I also a hundred percent believe that that military fuck is lying through his teeth about something. Ooh, guys, Spencer's getting <laughs> spicy. <laughs> because he then also says that the the three girls that witnessed this weird creature, he said that they also saw a dwarf. Everything's a dwarf in his mind. Bro, people know what human beings look like. Yes. These girls are not going to be freaked out about seeing a person who's a little bit shorter than a normal person. Right. Also- And they're not going to say that it had claws and glowing red eyes and V-shaped feet and that it was, quote, a devil and had horns. Like, yeah. It, no, it's a short dude. Yes. And also- before Spencer got loose on this one, what I was going to say <laughs> Sorry. at the beginning of this whole thing was the girls who talk through this story have maintained their story this whole time and maintained that what they saw was not human. It was terrifying. They were interviewed later uh, in an interview where someone said, if you could tell anyone about your experience, what would you say? And they said it was one of the most terrifying moments of our lives and we wouldn't wish any, we wouldn't wish it upon anyone and we would never want to go through it again. Like it was this like, per, like perceived as an incredibly traumatic experience that does not equate to no one has ever said that I after saw a person, a person who is generally yeah. smaller than other people. No, like that's not, that does not, no, that explanation is total garbage to right. the point where like, I don't know why you would even bother saying it. Right. It Cause it, yeah, it, it just doesn't seems, explain anything and it just makes me not trust you at all we don't believe you you need more people <laughs> anyway yeah no i i agree i agree it, it 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 certainly does not explain away their lifetime of especially too you know this is a thing that we talk about a lot on the show but it is one of the most interesting indicators for me that something happens somewhere and what that something is is obviously always up for debate but this idea that um a lot of these women said it cost them friendships it cost them jobs it cost them 
even like some of their family relationships, not only to come out and talk about this event, but to maintain their story through all this time. Because a lot of people have given them outs, I guess, of like, well, are you sure you didn't see this? Are you sure it wasn't this or whatever? And they've been like, nah, like we all saw this thing together and it was pretty fucking weird. And they've maintained that for, since 1996. Do we do we know how old they were at the time? Were they like early teens? Uh, the eldest was Katya. She was 22. Oh. Uh, Liliana was 16. And Va- Valkyria Va- Valkyra was 14. Okay, and so this they was were now not- 23 years ago, so they're now somewhere between 30s. Mid, mid-30s to mid-40s. Mid-40, yeah, okay. So, yeah, like, yeah, for 34, 36, and 42, actually, I have that in this article that I'm reading. Um, but they, like, they, you know, they, they uh, as grown adults, and even at the time, they weren't, like, it's not like they were third graders who got, like, spooked. Right, those, it was, those are all adultish people. It was daytime. You know, yeah, it, was like it wasn't four in the afternoon. It's not like uh whatever the the whatever the monster we talked about in the woods was when all the kids were like Flatwoods. The Flatwoods monster where it was a bunch of like, you know, elementary. Yeah, it was young kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. These are like high school to early twenties women who in broad daylight were walking through a thing and saw something that was like nothing else they had ever seen and maintained to their mid thirties to mid forties. Right. Twenty some years later. Yeah. That that it was still something incredibly disconcerting and frightening and inhuman. That to me is that to me is probably the most compelling piece of evidence for this whole thing. And not the military guy who thinks everything is a dwarf. Oh, that dude is trash. Do you think do you think he like uh he goes to a museum and sees a piece of art he's never seen before and he's like, It's a dwarf. Or like he goes to a zoo and sees an animal he's never seen, he's like, Oh, dwarfs. Like he just everything that confuses him becomes dwarf in his brain. I I don't know what that dude is on, but it's it's not healthy. Whatever he's it is. on one, that's what he's on. Uh, the last thing that we should probably note is that someone allegedly was killed by this thing. Should have been the first thing we mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> not the I'm last thing. So, he's a killer. This is what I was well, foreshadowing. Heyo. Yeah, unintentionally, it sounds like, but. Several weeks after this initial incident on January 20th, Marco Cherise, is that maybe? Nah. Uh, a 23-year-old military policeman who was allegedly involved in the initial investigation and recovery of this being. Yep. He died. And he allegedly fell ill from the effects of direct contact with one of these beings. Mm. There was unfortunately no autopsy after his death, even though the family requested one, but there was, they did uh, obtain records of some blood work taken near the time of his death that showed quote, unknown toxins in his blood uh, at a level of 8%. You're made so, of unpercent, 8% unknown toxins. I don't exactly know what that 8% means in this case. Is that like your blood is now 92% blood and 8% unknown bullshit that's going to kill you? I feel like if your blood is 8% anything other than blood. But you, is that what that means you died though? A while or ago. is it like 
am I misunderstanding what that eight percent means? I, I mean, that yeah. sounds right to me. I, but also I'm a dumbass, so you know. God damn! Seems like too much either way. Uh, yeah. His sister maintains and is interviewed in this sci-fi documentary, saying that. She believes this was the result of direct skin-to-skin contact with this creature that they recovered on the evening of the 20th. Should have let the box do its job, Marco. Well, they had a net. Should have let the should let someone else do it, Marco. Bring some gloves with, man. That's true. You know, be responsible. I, yeah, I mean... One of the quotes she says in her interview that I found interesting was, I'm going to paraphrase here, but she says something to the effect of when he was on his deathbed dying from this, whatever you want to call it, toxicity, infection, whatever, uh, that she asked him, is there is there something to this extraterrestrial case? And apparently he responded, they will be talking about this for a long time. Which is a, a really terrible answer. Yeah, is a really like unconclusive, guess inconclusive. What, guess, what, guess what happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, guess, you have to guess. No, you have to guess. Um, it's it's a super inconclusive thing, but it also isn't like it was nothing, you know. Well, right, but at that point, just if you're gonna give that answer, why not say like yes? Yeah, or. No. Right. <laughs> like what why give a cryptic answer to On your, your sister while you're dying? Yeah, yeah. I don't that doesn't help anything. I don't know. I don't have a good reason for that Except either. To perpetuate this story. So that some idiots twenty three years later will talk about it on we'll the podcast. Tell it. Yeah. Uh I guess one more thing actually. A few weeks again after the twentieth. So I guess early February ish. A woman reported seeing a third being at a zoo that matched the description of the two other beings that were reported. So again, five feet tall, brown, stinky guys. Here we have our koalas. Uh, you'll see they're very cute and cuddly. Adjacent here, we have our uh, our giraffe exhibit. Uh, we have two full-grown male and female giraffes here. They've been with the zoo for about thirteen years. And if you'll uh, if you'll keep uh, if you'll keep walking with me here to the right, this e- is where e- we e- keep e- our e- fucking e- 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 <laughs> This is where we keep our motherfucking aliens at the hey, zoo. I might watch ET tonight. I have not seen that movie since I was a really young kid, and I really get ready to cry your eyes out oh, towards the end. I remember it being super sad. I also it for some reason that movie absolutely petrified my sister, and so we could never watch it again. And I remember really liking it, and remember her hating it. And it's so a, it's a great film. I liked it as a kid, and it kind of freaked me out. And now I watched it as an adult, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is good!" And I forgot how fucking sad it is when mm. ET dies. Spoiler alert. Damn, I forgot that E.T. dies at the end. I mean, not not at the end end. He comes back. He dies. Oh, yeah, and, and the then, kid thinks he's they, gone forever. And then they save him. Yep. And then and they then, fly away on their bikes. And then they take him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Cassell's ha- hanging out in the bike basket at the end. Breach. Yeah. Um, she said, quote, it was an ugly thing with big red eyes. Okay. And, quote, I'm sure it wasn't an animal. And in the few days prior to her reporting seeing this thing that matched the description of these aliens at the zoo, there had been several zoo animals that had died from, quote, unknown toxic poisoning. 
Yeah. And again, going back to this sci-fi doc, they have an on-screen interview with the director of, I forget what, I don't think it's like the Varginia Zoo, but it's a zoo in the area. Yeah. Uh, who says in the seven years that she's been the director of the zoo, she hasn't seen anything like this in terms of animals getting sick and dying without like obvious explanation. Mm. Convenient in terms of tying this all together and expanding the, uh, the lore of the whole thing. But it is for what it's worth. It is a lot of things to tie together without there being like, I I don't know. It's it to me. It feels like a lot of disparate events that are pretty hard to put in one sort of fishing line thread between all four or five of them. If you want to count like seeing the UFOs, people reporting that stuff, the the footage that was taken of the UFO, the girls seeing what they saw and maintaining it throughout the entirety of their lives. But if you do connect all dying, the dots, it's wild as fuck. It is wild as fuck. Which is why we're here. It's also weird to me or wild to me that like. A lot of, I think, again, a lot of the cases that we talk about, there's external people who are going, oh, well, if you look at these three distinctly unconnected things like this, then they're connected. And it's like, yeah, but you just fucking made that up because you're full of shit. But, but also, it is a good story if you do look at it that way. Yeah, but with this, the to me, the interesting difference is that there are there are definitely plenty of people who are in it and connected to it who believe that there is a thread between these things. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's yeah. not like an outsider is applying a narrative to these disparate events and saying, oh, well, all these things, if you look at them through my lens, are connected. There are people who are in those events who are saying, I don't know, man, this shit's fucking weird, or this is not how it's supposed to be, or these things are connected. See, you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you? Ergot, just ergot poisoning across <laughs> all of Virginia, and they had a fucking, I mean, they had a collective hysteria trip together. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird story. That's true. That's the truest part. It's a fucking weird story. We out of here! And that's what we're here for. It's the Sweary Boys. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, go to swearyboys.com or go to whatifpodcast.com. Spoiler alert, they take you to the same place. Uh, yeah. That's where our website is. You can check out our merch. We got t-shirts. We got hoodies. You can get a personal shout out on the show for 50 bucks if you want to do that. Uh, you can also get to that easier if you go to whatifpodcast.com slash shout out. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Go to stitcherpremium.com. Use the promo code what if you want to get a free month of Stitcher Premium, that's pretty tight. Uh, 612-246-4614. That's our phone number. Uh, hi at whatifpodcast.com. You can uh, you can join the Facebook group. We got a 1,000 people in the Facebook group or so, and uh, it's going great. Uh, Patreon.com slash whatifpodcast. Get an average episode every single week for just five bucks a month. We love you. Bye. Flip and fix the pain on them, teaching me the lane on them. Ain't got lots of waste on them. Can't nobody take.